0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today we are here with Miss Sydney Mack. How are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It's a nice uh, cloudy day in Florida, so it's been uh, cooler than normal, enjoying the the cool
1: down. How about you? How's your weather? You know, I was just going to say, it is, it finally, and I say finally, I know it's only February, but it feels like spring. It feels like Easter outside right now. I mean, I am... Ugh, I've, I've taken a lot of walks this week already just because I just want to get outside and soak it in.
0: Wonderful. So we like to start off all interviews with the most difficult question of all.
1: Who is Sydney Mack? <laughs> she is a, a girl who had a dream of moving to Nashville from a very young age and um, she learned about The process of songwriting along the way and she is a girl who is inspired by all different genres but knows that country music is her home. Um, I you know I I love the storytelling. I love the lyrics are just so important in a country song and um, that's really you know I love Motown and and R&B and Muscle Shoals you know all of that kind of southern rock stuff that's what moves my soul but but country is where my heart is beautiful love it
0: so I know we were talking a little bit earlier about your most recent release
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that was strangers again you want to tell us a little bit about that what inspired that the writing behind it I almost based partially on real life or how did that come about
1: yeah, it was, um, it was actually, I remember the day I was driving along Franklin Road in Nashville and had to stop for gas, and I heard a song come on the radio, and it immediately made me think of my husband. And I realized how many things just on a daily basis remind me of him, the, the, even the dumbest little things you know that, that remind me of him. And I started thinking, I couldn't tell you one thing that reminds me of one of my exes. And it it made me think it's so crazy how somebody that that I knew and dated, you know, for an an extended period of time. And I knew it's seemingly everything about them. I knew their schedule. I knew what foods they liked, what movies they liked, what car they drove. I couldn't tell you a single thing about them today. And it's like it's wild how they can go from a stranger to someone, again, that you know everything about, back to a stranger. So that's that's where that idea came from. And then I took it to um, to my co-writers and we, they all, like both of them even, you know, understood, understood that and they could relate to that. And typically when you have three people in a room and everybody can relate to it, that's a good start to, to what the song could be about because everyone is familiar and has gone through something like that. And I think it's such a universal thing that maybe you don't think about until you hear a song like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really, that's really
0: awesome. Yeah. I love, I love the song. I was like listening to, I was like enjoying that today. And then as I was listening to some other songs, I was listening to the one that really caught my attention was save me. I hit that one. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, this is just like perfect. I'm like perfect love song. I'm like, Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Oh, that song. I I had that idea because I love a good title that you think the song is going to be about one thing yeah. and it is the complete opposite or not exactly what you expected. And that song, you know, save me for last. It's just like, you know, you don't want to win. That's the literally the one race you don't want to win because that means you don't end up with that person. And, you know, my husband is definitely great muse. Unfortunately for him, I write a lot of breakup songs, um, <laughs> but, but every once in a while I get, I get a love song, like save me or like dark horse that he absolutely inspired because I, I really don't care who he dated before me because at this point it doesn't matter. You know, he saved me for last. And I saved him for last. Obviously, it goes both ways. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And th- that's what
0: I love about that because it was like, you know, you see a title sometimes and that's exactly what I thought. I was like, OK, so I wonder what this one's going to be about. And, you know, and you start listening and you're like, oh, I like it. Like, especially when it takes you in that different direction of what you thought it might be about.
1: Yeah. Just... And thank you very much. I- I'm really glad to hear that you like that one, because that's one of my favorites, too.
0: Yeah, I, was, I have that one. On, I had that one on repeat for a while. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll try not to sing along out loud anywhere recorded. So, you know, you're not embarrassed by, you know, a tone no, person, go for but, it. you know, we'll do, we'll do
1: karaoke. <laughs> How about that? Like at some point we can do that. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh. So tell us who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music?
1: Um, Really? I, it it took me a while to figure this out. It just, it kind of hit me one day. Um, I grew up listening, like I said, to all genres, um, just being inspired by everything, but country music. I mean, I absolutely loved the Judds, um, from, I mean, as early as three years old, I would sing grandpa. Tell me about the good old days with my mom. And, you know, she was Naomi, I was Winona, and that was just a thing that we did. I mean, we, we went to musicals and all of that kind of stuff, and I grew up singing in a children's choir and was classically trained. Um, we sang with, you know, the Pittsburgh Symphony, and we toured a lot and everything, but it always, like, country was, country music was the constant in my life, and I think I saw these, these two, this mom and daughter singing together, and subconsciously, it's like, hey, that's what my mom and I do. So I think that's really where it started for me. Um, But I absolutely love Trisha Yearwood. Um, I love Patsy Cline. I mean, she's, to me, she is the queen. Um, I just, I love everything she did. I love, I love the character and the tone of her voice because it's, it's lower, you know, and, and I, I related to that even from a young age that I've, I've always had kind of a low voice. So those are my main, my main ladies. Um, obviously I love, you know, the Faith Hills and the Shania Twain um, and Bonnie Raitt, Aretha Franklin. Um, those are some other, you know, inspirations, I guess, but really, really Patsy Cline, Trisha Yearwood and the Juds are, are my favorites.
0: Great choices. All of them. I mean, and, <laughs> thank and you. definitely yeah I can't, go, I can't argue with any of them obviously you know <laughs> oh, so I just wanted to know when you decided to do American Idol mm-hmm. now I know that was a big thing and um, you know growing up with it obviously same thing generation you know I was an adult when it yeah. started but still uh, yeah. that whole thing you know because it was a different experience and when it first started I mean some of it was more on the negative you saw more negative than positive than like now it's more positive you know but so what was your your you know but well, it was like, oh, I need to try this. I, you know, what was the the reasoning? Like,
1: well, it's very interesting. So I auditioned the first time when I was sixteen. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was a, a late bloomer, um, and just am I'm, I'm still. Camera shy. Like, I'm just, I'm not that person that's going to, you know, run up to the camera. And I mean, I will ham it up all day long for, you know, friends, family, even on stage, that kind of stuff. But just having that camera in my face, I'm just not, I'm not great with that. But so audition when I was 16, picked some random song, changed it at the last minute. It was a disaster. And I thought, you know, I've, I got to try this again because, you know, there have been, there have been a lot of people who, you never hear from again, but it, if, if you are committed to working at it, I do think that no matter what happens on the show, you can really parlay that. So I really wanted to give it a chance and give myself another chance. I needed it, I think just for my, my own clarity. Um, so a number of years later, I auditioned again and didn't tell my parents, didn't tell my, he was my boyfriend at the time, he's now my husband, but didn't tell my, I didn't tell a single soul until i had that golden ticket to la because i was like don't want to jinx myself anything like that um so that's really why i decided to do it it was because i knew that any kind of exposure from a show like that would be amazing um never really thinking that especially auditioning in nashville when there were 8000 people who auditioned and i think it was like 72 people made it to la so that's a that's you know an accomplishment won. in itself. Yeah, exactly. And I was yeah. I was really, really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but auditioned for a number of producers. And they said, Yeah, okay, yeah, you're gonna audition for the TV judges tomorrow morning at you have to be here at 7 a.m. camera ready. And this was nine thirty PM that night. And they said, But we want you to change your song. We think you should do a different song for the T V judges. So now I have 14 hours or I don't know what, 10 hours (laughs) to figure out what song and and nail it. Um, So got there at 7 a.m. the next day. Didn't get to sing for the TV judges until 3.30 that day. I was one of the last people. So nerve wracking and went in, sang a song. um, And none of the judges said anything yet. And I said, you know what? I knew I, I knew I hadn't done my best at that point. I said, you know what? can I, can I sing a different song for you guys? And they were like, sure. So I sang angel from Montgomery, which is a John Prine song. Bonnie Raitt sang it. And Keith Urban was like, that's what I wanted to hear. I I can't do an Australian accent, but he (laughs) said, that's what I wanted to hear. And JLo agreed, Harry Connick Jr. Agreed. And, and I was off to LA and then I think I made it like two rounds out there and it, it was, it was a mental exercise. For sure. I mean, you know, you, you have to be able to sing, but you really have to be able to stick with it mentally. And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine like, you know, the competition part of it is, is that's what you're just saying, you know? But yeah. And I think it also timing. I really think sometimes it's just they hear a voice and they're like, Oh, that's awesome. And, and it, you know, and I think that's true about the music business in general. I mean, there are songs that put out at the right time are, just as amazing as, you know, 20 years ago, you know, because some of those songs are timeless. And if someone didn't know them 20 years ago, because obviously with new generations, it just it blows up,
1: right? Yep. Yep. I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think about my sound and, you know, the kind of songs that I write and even my voice and just every little thing that makes me who I am as an artist, I would not have been, it wouldn't have been the right time, you know five years ago or, or 10 years like the time I really really believe for me as personally as an artist is now I really believe that I'm a big believer in in time and place and everything happening for a reason
0: absolutely and uh, even though the audience didn't hear this earlier we were talking and you had put seven uh singles out last year right in 2021 yeah. yep so if you all haven't heard those go check them out after the interview mind you again wait till the interview's over <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, please please but um it was you know it sounds like okay well there's 12 months in a year seven songs you know that's a song every two or so months one and a half months but the lead up to to all of it is just you know I'm and keep in mind I'm still trying to write I'm still trying to play shows and do TikToks and do interviews and all this stuff but deciding on the song getting the artwork together getting the release date all of the promo stuff that I do because I'm an independent artist myself you know I mean it's it's a lot of work so I'm I'm really really grateful to have put seven songs out but I also can't believe I put seven songs out. (laughs) no it's amazing
0: so thank you Yes. And I commend <laughs> you for that. Cause yes, I can see from other friends in the industry that have gone through that in the indie area where they're doing everything themselves. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to help you? Should I throw it on my <laughs> blog or, yeah, you know, things like that to try to help out.
1: But yeah, it's. Well, I can tell you, we appreciate that because it is, but at the same time, no one's making me do this. You know, I do this because this is my dream. This is what I want to do. And it's obviously something I love no matter what. It's, it's a lot of work, but again, there's nothing else in the world that, that I would rather be doing.
0: I think that's, you just nailed it. You're doing what you love and that's the key, you know? Yep. So are you ready for 20 crazy questions?
1: Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I love this. I love that you do this. What's the last thing you read? Oh my goodness. Be oh, was it the Time Traveler's Wife, I believe that's what it was called. I am ad- admittedly a terrible reader. I am someone who I, I love reading quotes and articles and blogs, but when it comes to books, I am terrible. And I, it's, it's been like a resolution of mine um, to really try to read more. So if you have any suggestions, I'm open. <laughs>
0: Well, find something that totally interests you because that's the only like people that aren't big readers, that's the only thing I can tell them. Like you have to find that uh, you know, there are kids at comic books, that's what they read. And yeah. 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 So yeah. And there's also audiobooks now.
1: That's that's that (laughs) might be the the jam. Like on my way to a writing stuff, because that's how I mean you get inspired as a writer, you know, you get you get inspired by by reading what others write. So that's definitely I do need to get better about that.
0: Hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place?
1: <laughs> Hypothetically. Well, my first my first thought would be like deep in the woods. We got a lot of woods here in Nashville. That that's what I would say. I've never I will say though if I'm watching a show like Snapped or something like that or like Dateline, I'm always if I'm watching it with Eric, I'll be like, that's not what I would have done. And he's like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But so yeah, I have surprisingly haven't thought about that, but I would say the woods. There's you you can get in there for sure.
0: I feel I feel like we should have like a TV night and watch some of the ID channel stuff because yes. like The Wives with Knives, I have a feeling this would be such a great conversation of topic.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's so like it's so unbelievable that it just sucks you right in. You're like, I this is insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, what are the
1: top two concerts you've been to? Oh man. Okay. Number one is definitely Bonnie Raitt at the Ryman. Um, she she played there a few years ago, and it was just the Ryman is such a special place in country music and it's so intimate. I think there, I think it's like less than 3000 seats in there. And we were, um, maybe like eight rows back or so. And she sang angel from Montgomery and John Prine came out and sang with her. And I'm not a crier, but I started, I mean, I've never cried at a concert. And that was one that just, it was absolutely incredible. And then, um, My second favorite was actually Keith Urban at the Ryman. Um, he is such a. Like, yeah, sure. He's got great songs, but he is a musician to the nth degree. I mean, he's out there with like a loop pedal, kind of the way Ed Sheeran does it, where he he builds the track as he's playing live by himself. And it's it was just him. And. Um, his vocals were amazing, like his his passion for music is infectious. And it was just an incredible show.
0: It's not like both awesome concerts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they're ever playing again, we can all catch it together. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So what's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery?
1: Ooh, the first thing I would do is probably probably buy a house. <laughs> I, You know, the housing market everywhere is bonkers right now, but I love to look on Zillow. I mean, I look at it like every morning just while I'm having my coffee just for fun. And it is insane in Nashville right now. I mean, you can't, you can't find anything. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. So I would probably, I would need to win the lottery to buy a house (laughs) in Nashville. I could
0: understand. There's so much inflation right now with that. So,
1: oh yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: Oh, tell something
1: on your bucket list. Something on my bucket list is um, to spend an extended period of time in Europe. Um, I went to Paris when I was young and in fact it was it was two thousand one and um went to paris then, but other than that And it was like, it was a very quick trip, but I really would love to go and explore, you know, where some of my ancestors are from and like Italy and Germany and Croatia and England. Um, I would just, I would love to, to spend some time over there.
0: Sounds like a beautiful trip. Make sure you take us along.
1: I will. Yes, (laughs) absolutely.
0: Oh, what job would you be terrible at?
1: (laughs) A lot of them. (laughs) Um. Probably. I love that honesty. <laughs> I mean, you know, I do have like there are things that there are things I I think I would do if I didn't do music, but one thing I know I couldn't do for sure is be in be a nurse, a doctor, EMT, anything like that. I am absolutely I almost passed out getting stitches out one time because I just I I just, I hate needles. I can't, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I am so grateful to to our nurses, especially. I mean, my gosh, these, they are angels as far as I'm concerned. I I couldn't do it.
0: Okay. Definitely not allow you to do any of that stuff
1: for sure. No, no, definitely (laughs) not. You don't want, trust me, you don't (laughs) want me. Well, it it will end badly for everybody. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh. Oh, what's your game plan for zombie apocalypse?
1: Just be faster than the slowest person. <laughs> and just just make sure that I can I can run faster than at least one person. And I think I can buy myself some time.
0: Perfect. Huh. What albums or artists should we listen
1: to before we die? Oh man. You know. Chris Stapleton, Traveler. Um, hands down. Um, really anything by Miranda Lambert. Um, the Beatles number one album that has all of their number one songs on it. Um, huge Beatles fan. I didn't know that pop music really existed. I listened to like literally country, Motown, and the oldies with my mom um, growing up. And This is a, this is really random. The sound of music soundtrack. Yes. It's, it's very eclectic, very eclectic. Oh. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh man. <sighs> Great question. I'm trying to think of like the, the younger, <laughs> the younger actresses. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, if, if it, if they didn't have to look anything like me, um, Lo for sure. Cause she's like absolutely <laughs> goals. I'd like to come back as her in my next life. Um, but I don't know. I always kind of like, maybe like, uh, Julia styles or someone, someone kind of I don't know. That's a great question. It would have to be someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously, you know? And I think, yeah. I think there are some celebrities who do, and I am, I would not be one of those people. So they would have to just be willing to, yeah. to let loose and be real.
0: <laughs> those are great choices. <laughs> so this one's a little more Uh Where's Waldo?
1: <laughs> In the library with a knife. I feel a cool reference there. (laughs) Would you rather cook or order in? It depends on the day. I love to cook, but after a long day, it is the last thing I want to do when I have time. I am all about make cooking, baking things from scratch. I love all of it. Uh, trying new recipes, but most days, my husband would agree that I'm like, can we just get, can we just get takeout please?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I think we all do
1: that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And always with the greatest intentions, like I'll go to the grocery store and have everything I need. And I'm like, I just don't want to deal with the chicken tonight, please. Exactly. Do you (laughs) sing in the shower? 100%. One, the, there are the, I don't know why. It's such a shame. The best acoustics are in there. And I I was like, I could, you know, I'd love to like stand in the shower and sing with my phone and do a TikTok or something in there. But it's like, yeah, it's a little weird. So (laughs) probably definitely sing in the shower.
0: Maybe like, you know, totally dressed and stuff that might be different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely.
1: Definitely. Not weird like half head shower. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Where you can. Yep. Not leaving. I what, what is it? Not leaving anything to the imagination. I would like to yeah. leave a lot of <laughs> things to the imagination. So I will be fully clothed. <laughs> oh. So boots or heels? Ooh. Great question. I I love heels when they are necessary, but I am definitely more of a like yoga pants girl as just as a whole. So I'm definitely more relaxed. I do love getting dressed up, but if I had to pick, I would pick boots. Hey, there's a
0: good choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the best thing since sliced bread?
1: No, this is a difficult one. It really is. Cause I'm like, there are so many things. Um, my ipad <laughs> it's so nice like i i love to do a workout you know mm-hmm. like a little workout app that i use and it's just so nice to have the ipad or like to look at a recipe yeah it it makes a lot of things much more doable absolutely do you have any guilty pleasure music and if so what is it <laughs> so I grew up listening to like, even then it was a guilty pleasure. Cause I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever, but I still, I loved it was, um, that really super, um, vanilla, like punk, like good Charlotte. I, I can sing every word, every single word to, um, I forget the name of the album. Oh my goodness it's a good Charlotte. It was like their first, the young and the young and the hopeless, I think was that album, but I can sing every single, every single lyric. And I'm like, I wish I could get rid of those to make space for songs that I actually care about. And then I want to sing because I'm like, you watch, I will mess up a cover song because there are too many good Charlotte lyrics stuck in my head.
0: <laughs> I could totally understand. that um. <laughs> We all have those, those songs
1: that just There's no reason why they're still in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the Austin Powers, um, just the two of us from the moment I heard Frau say I had a clone. (laughs) Like, I know that whole thing. Why? I should not know that. that.
0: (laughs) 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 What's the worst pizza topping in your
1: opinion? Olives. I don't, I mean, I don't like olives, so I guess that's not fair, but definitely they don't belong on a pizza. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> it, at least she didn't say pineapple the big debate
0: lately has been pineapple yay or nay and i'm like okay what's what's with what the pineapple all of a sudden like it's been on there before you know you had those hawaiian yeah. pizzas I
1: don't yeah know. i mean i'm a i'm a huge fan of salty and sweet so i kind of like the the pineapple i don't love ham on a pizza but like maybe pineapple and bacon would be cool Ooh, that yeah sounds pretty good too yeah i like a good mm-hmm. like uh cantaloupe wrapped in prosciutto. It's, it's kind of the same thing, sort of. Exactly.
0: Yeah. With little yeah. dough. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which I mean, come on. Like, what do you, you can't go wrong with dough. Well,
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, if you could be any other person or a position like a CEO or, you know, whatever, who or what position would you
1: want to be for a day and why? Oh man. This one is really random, but this is what first popped into my head. Um, Mark Cuban. <laughs> he's so I'm originally from Pittsburgh. He is also from Pittsburgh, even though he's very big in Dallas. But I watch a lot of Shark Tank and he is just such a smart business person mm-hmm. and You know, me being such a creative type and and I do appreciate the business and and really try to learn as much about it as possible. I majored in music business um, at Belmont in college just to to learn more. But Mark is just so innovative and smart and not afraid to fail. And I think that's, you know, a lesson that a lot of us could could stand to to learn is anything worth having, you know, it, it, it's going to be hard, but, and you're going to fail along the way, but um, just having the guts to do that. I just, I think that's really commendable and really cool. What he, I mean, what he's done.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you got to remember, you know, failure isn't the ultimate end. I think uh, the word fail himself, I think they call it the first attempt in learning
1: acronym. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that that's really, I mean, it's, it's so true though. It's so mm-hmm. true. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's something that I need to remind myself too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid. Worth getting to happen as you fail. Right. And then you just get back up and do it again. So exactly. Exactly. Um, th- think, think like what children do, you know, they don't ever learn to walk. you know, when they first start walking, they fall all the time they just get it's back so, up.
1: Yeah. It's so, it's so <laughs> fundamental, but then we all, yeah. you know, you grow up and yeah. you overthink and overanalyze everything and, and the pressures yeah.
0: of everything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So are you good at keeping secrets?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So I'm not telling you one on the air here. <laughs> <laughs> at
1: what age did you
0: become an adult?
1: Oh, I don't even know if I am one yet. I, I really truly believe that. And I wrote a song about it, but it, it's called grow up. But, you know, we can grow old, but we don't have to grow up. And, yep. you know, I still think of myself as a, you know, 15, 16 year old girl. And it's like, I can't be married. I live with a boy. That's <laughs> not even possible. But I mean, obviously I do all of the adulting things that I have to do. I pay my bills and all of that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to, to never totally grow up.
0: I would agree a hundred percent. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be?
1: Figure skating. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the gymnastics in the summer Olympics and the figure skating in the winter Olympics, because it is something I, bless, I mean, bless my own heart here. I wanted to do gymnastics when I was young, but I've been five foot eight since I was in fifth grade. And my center of gravity is not, it's not conducive to being a gymnast. I can't do a cartwheel. It, it's not great. I can do a somersault. That's all I got. Um, but I'm in awe of what those athletes can do. It, it is just absolutely breathtaking. And I can see a thousand routines and never get tired of it. It's just so cool to me.
0: Wonderful. And I don't think people understand there is a struggle with being tall. You know, they, they say, no, there's no struggle that you're tall. You got everything. No, there's a struggle sometimes that was proof.
1: Yes. Yes. Can't do split. It, it's not great. It's not great.
0: <laughs> oh. So tell us what else do you have coming up for 2022? You have some new releases, concert dates, uh, obviously during more writing.
1: Definitely um, all of the above. Um, you know, when the when the pandemic started, I really, it was, it was a good, obviously it was, it was terrible what happened. And, you know, I know so many people have struggled and it's the pandemic obviously has been a horrible thing, but I am a glass half full, try to find the silver lining, you know, for, for every person personally. And for me personally, it was a major growth period. Um, when I wasn't worried about going to shows and networking and playing shows and all of that, it was like, I could really focus on writing for the first time ever. And I was writing four to five days a week. Um, And then I actually learned how to record my own vocals. I turned my guest room closet into a little vocal studio, learned the logic program. Um, So I would sing my, we'd write a song on zoom. I'd record my own vocal comp it. So I'd take all of the best takes and make them one take, send it off to the producer. Um, so that was a really, um, it was a really big growth period for me. That being said, I think I also got burned out on writing because I was doing it so much that I've really tried to cut, cut back on that now and do maybe two to three writes a week. Um And then obviously playing shows, that's something, um, I'm my own booking agent right now. So really trying to book my own shows. It's, it's a really, it's more difficult than, than one might think to to book them, but, um, definitely plan to play a lot more shows in 2022 and definitely release more music, not seven songs. I'm thinking five might be a really good, good place to live. Um, and just kind of, you know, I, I test them on my social media and that is a really good barometer for me as to which song to release next. And right now it's looking like a song I wrote. Um, it's called fake ID and talk about titles. It's, it's basically about that person you become once you, uh, have a couple drinks when you go out and you're the girl who's making friends in the bathroom line and you know like <laughs> you just come out of your shell um not that I can relate at all but if, if you haven't caught that tiktok you should all go check her tiktok account just saying <laughs> it's just you know it's it's a fun song I mean I I write a lot of serious songs like I said I write a lot of breakup songs but I think this is just something that's you know, you can, you can just let loose and just have fun. And, you know, it's, it's a song, it's a song for my girls who, who are going out on a Friday night and just want to have some fun.
0: Absolutely. Great sing along. That's
1: yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Oh, wonderful. It has been a pleasure having you today
1: and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love, you know, I, I have done a number of these zoom podcast interviews and I loved your question. They're just so fresh and it's just, I really enjoyed this. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. We try to definitely keep the questions very um, irrelevant to, you know, just in general, getting to know you. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. And,
1: no... and now you know that I would hide a dead body in the woods. So I mean, Right.
0: <laughs> right and we're going to record your next album in the shower. So we're all good now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we learned a lot. Well, all the bases today. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you again. And thank you, friends, for tuning in for another episode of Crazy Women Country. Have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.